Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the Senior Pastor of House of Judah, UK, The Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights entitled Success Has No Uncles, 12 Cancers to Avoid at All Costs in Leadership, Ministry, and Management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website, www.housejitter.org.uk or using the information on your screen. Hello, hello, hello. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. What a day the Lord has made, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. You are all welcome. Thank you for taking the time to join us today in this session of Kingdom Thinkers and the Kingdom Leaders. You are all welcome. God richly bless you. Abibeland, you are welcome. Odofukai, you are welcome. Agnes, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Paula, you are welcome. God richly bless you. God bless you. I trust that you are excited just as I am about the topic that we are going to be dealing with. It's going to be an awesome session. Pastor Hope Hutsi from Ghana, God richly bless you. Thank you for taking the time to join us. On this platform, God richly bless you. God bless you. Please start sharing, sharing and invite everyone you know to join us on this platform. KJ Sparkles, God richly bless you. Thank you for joining us this evening. KJ Sparkles, Mansa, Mansakai is also with us this evening. So we have KJ Sparkles and Mansakai with us on Instagram. Let's keep sharing. And inviting everyone we know on Instagram, those who are watching by YouTube, and those who are watching by uh, Facebook. God richly bless you. Pastor Michael Jr., you are welcome. God bless you. Bianca, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Noel, you are welcome. God bless you all. Please start sharing, start sharing. We need to get more people to join us on this platform for this session today. It's going to be an awesome occasion. Glory to God. So tell somebody, talk somebody, and uh, share this on your timeline. God bless you. We have, as usual, we have Dr. Menu with us. God bless you. We have Pastor Johnson with us this evening. Glory to God. And we have a surprise guest. Mama B is with us this evening. <laughs> the Queen of England. <laughs> the Queen, Dr. Mendes said the Queen of England. <laughs> Glory to God. What a joy. What a joy to have all of you with us. So Pastor Johnson would like to say hi to our, our viewers this evening. God bless to everybody. 
and get ready. Don't come in, no. We don't have to say anything. I said today we have Mama be with us, so we have to be gentlemen, you know. <laughs> I mean, she's she's more she's more brutal than all of you. <laughs> so I suppose it's going to be a double dose this evening. Evelyn, you are welcome. Esquire, God bless you for joining us. So Mama B, you are welcome to the Kingdom Thinkers and Kingdom Leaders platform. We are honored to have you with us this evening. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I, I, Bishop has been trying to uh, get me uh, to come on for, well, since uh, the program began and I always say I'm happy being behind the scene, you know, just making <laughs> my comments and stuff like that. But today, you know, the man spoke and I said, all right then. <laughs> so <laughs> here I am. But I'm, I'm happy to be here. And um, uh, God bless you, Bishop. And uh, God bless you, Dr. Menu and uh, Pastor Johnson. Hey, you guys are, you know, you know, you know, you know, you are amazing. Amen. You're doing a great yeah. job. Today, I have to speak good English, you know, because... <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, awesome. God bless you all for joining us. Kingdom Assignment Outreach Incorporated bring greetings from Florida. We have Kingdom Assignment Outreach Incorporated. God bless you, Kingdom Assignment Outreach. Greetings from Florida. God bless you for joining us. We have Dr. Menu from Florida. Pastor Johnson from uh, the Westminster Palace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have Mama B, Pastor John Johnson, the Queen of England. God <laughs> bless you. Then Udufukai, you are welcome. Then we have Cynthia Hines, once again, all the way from Connecticut. God richly bless you. Everyone on the platform, you are all welcome. KJ Sparkles, Mansakai, God bless you. Now, we circulated a video that we came across, and that's going to be our discussion this evening, uh, this video and the contents of this video. And so we're going to play the video, and then on the basis of the information, the video, that's what we're going to be discussing. So ladies and gentlemen, everyone on Facebook, Instagram, watching on YouTube, please start sharing. Many more people need to come on. We need to see the increased numbers. Many more people must be engaged. And we appreciate your comments from what you're about to watch and the discussions we are about to have. So invite more people during, as you watch this video, invite more people to watch. So everyone just watch this video and then we'll start our discussion based on this video we are about to watch. God bless you. This was from an article. We are our own enemies. We are the deadly virus infecting one another. I read an article that talks about a man said, I got the opportunity to meet six rich Ghanaian men and I asked them this question. Why are they not building factories for the youth of this country to get a job to do? This six rich businessmen burst into laughter as if I have said something funny. Then one said, the people shouting, no food, no jobs, are all thieves. The writer said, I said, really? I was shocked. And 
The man then went on, he said, I run a manufacturing business and trading business. He said, the biggest challenge in my manufacturing business is not electricity. It is not infrastructure. The biggest challenge is getting honest staff. Everyone we hire appears to be on a mission to steal as much as possible. They will, inf they will inflate invoices recording less than the actual number of units produced. The worst part of it all is that all the fraud we have uncovered is not done by a single person. It is usually many staff who collude with each other from the production line to sales to finance and even to top management. The businessman said there was a year I overhauled management three times. I now use Indian expatriate management. So competent, so honest, and so straightforward. I thought they were expensive at first with all the visa fees, accommodation, house staff, but now that the losses due to staff theft have been reduced to a minimum and efficiency increase, the Indian management has turned out to be cheaper than the previous African Ghanaian management. Now all sensitive positions involving money go to Indians. Africans are only allowed in non-sensitive positions. This is what the businessman further said. I used to criticize indigenous African companies like Dangote Group that hired so many Indians when there are many unemployed Africans. But now I understand their painful decisions. He said, my biggest challenge in the trading business is the same. In other words, he has a trading shopping business. And he said, it is getting, that is getting honest stuff. The form of trading occurs in open market and involves staff having access to huge sums of money running into few millions. I know how much I pay to security companies to provide the escort for the staff, not to prevent robbery, but to ensure that the staff will go straight to the bank and will not run away with the money. This money spent on security companies is even enough to be declared as profit. He said we have to spend a CCTV, biometric scanners, and other things that wouldn't be needed if the staff weren't looking for opportunity to steal. He said it got so bad at a point that my own criteria for employing a staff was no longer competence or certificate, but honesty. At least, competence and skills can be learned, but once you are dishonest, you are dishonest. He said, we always complain of the economy and how there are no jobs. I know people abroad who would have loved to set up job-creating business, businesses in Ghana, but they can't because they can't get a trustworthy person to manage the business. He said, I know people in Ghana with so much money, they want to start factories and other job-creating businesses, but they can't because they are occupied elsewhere and they can't get any trustworthy person to run the business. Instead of investing in the real sector and creating jobs, they would rather buy treasure bills and keep their money than opening a business to employ 
gagner.
Jesus came to establish his kingdom, that heaven will be established on earth. So we shall, we can think and have a heavenly mindset, kingdom mindset, God's mindset, operate on his frequency. He said, let thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're supposed to bring his kingdom down, which reflects, must be reflected in the way we think, the way we behave. And from some of the things that we're hearing <laughs> from this particular video, it was not kingdom kingdom related at all. Now the purpose, the purpose for this uh, discussion is not necessarily to dwell on the problem, but to identify the problems that we have and to find solutions to the problem. If we don't address the issue, how do we find solutions to the problem? So we're going to deal with the problem and then we're going to find solutions to the problem. Some of the comments coming up we are our own enemies, always justifying the wrong. Very thought-provoking. Noel, you're welcome. Very thought-provoking. Simon Ankuma, you are also welcome. He says, God bless you, family. I would love to be part of this conversation one day. That would be great. That would be great. Let us know. Send us an email as to where you are, you are, you are coming from, Simon Ankuma. Send us an email to Bishop Michael, Bishop MHW at gmail.com, send us some information so we get to know about you. Then black people want to change the world, but they don't want to change themselves. That is also, and then Cynthia Hines says that was a very hard pill. So who wants to start? <laughs> One of the shocking things on there is how, I've never heard the story of how people would deliberately kill chicken and then mm -hmm. tell the supervisor, <laughs> can we take the chicken home? <laughs> Funny but serious, you know, unbelievable. So, who wants to start them from where? Mommy T, you are welcome. Everyone on Instagram, I can see. Okay, Miriam is here. Estanete is here. Mommy T is there. Okay, all right. God bless you. Okay, who wants to set the ball rolling? <laughs> I'm sure all of you are looking at Mama B. No, you. She's our, she's our, uh, go ahead, any of you can start. Mama, no, she's, she's, she's the queen of England, she has to start. <laughs> oh my goodness. The kids can take the you ball see, the, the, men, the men are trying to set me up. Yep, say James uh, Official, you're welcome. God bless you. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I mean, when hmm. I saw the article and then I saw the video, you know, the clip, it's like, it's, it's just, it's just unbelievable, you know, yeah. that, this thing is, is not, it, it, I think everything is coming to the forefront now of what really is going on and that mm. we have a problem, you know, yeah. black folk, we have a problem, a very serious problem. And until we, you know, uh, uh, recognize that we have a problem and tackle yeah. the problem and find solutions to the problem, it's, it's just going to carry on. It's very distressing. It's very, very uh, devastating to to hear these things, and and especially when you've experienced it. I'm sure everyone on this platform, given the chance, can come up with some horror stories, you yeah. know. And and so, as Bishop said, it's not necessarily about pointing fingers, but that's why I love the platforms that we have. It's about coming out and saying, "Listen, this is the problem." What can we do? What can we do? When I saw this clip the first time, I sent a message to the one who sent. I said, when I look at this thing, I, I don't even know where we are going or how. I, I know God is a God of miracles and I know God can do anything and everything. But even when I look at it, sometimes I, I just don't even see how 
is going to happen. So, you know, just thinking about it and praying about it. This is what came to me. So that's what I'm just going to share. So if you just allow me, just allow me, I'm going to start the journey and then you cannot jump in and just mix it all up, you know, as you wish. You know, there's a saying that charity begins at home. As I said, this thing has been troubling me for so long. You know, sometimes when my pastor and I, Pastor Johnson, we meet and we are talking, we are holding our head. We're like, ah, what is this? What is going on? You know, and it, it, it's a big trouble. It's, it's a concern. And, and they say charity begins at home. You know, what does it mean? It means that you are responsible. I am mm. responsible. Everybody listening to us is responsible. You are responsible uh, for, for your own, taking care of your own before you even go out there, you yeah. know, to try and, and do anything out there. You know, the scripture says, train up. I'm just going to throw in a fish and then we're just going to go go crazy. You know, the Bible says, uh, uh, Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when Amen. they grow, they will not depart from it. You know, and mm. I, and and I, I believe that you, this scripture cannot be denied. The Bible says scriptures cannot be denied, and and when the uh, Bible talks about training up a child, it's not just about their moral or spiritual direction. It's also about our, our parents helping their children, helping our children to discover mm. their purpose their path in life, their gifts and their talents. Yes. And it's about us as parents, you know, uh, are realizing the unique role that we have in helping our children discover how God has equipped them and how they can use their gifts, their talents in a positive way when they become adults, you know, to add to society, to add to humanity, to become <laughs> kingdom-minded. So yes. this is this is what the the, the 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 challenge is, you know. It's not just the um uh, the, the children, our children's moral or spiritual uh, direction, and that's what a lot of 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 parents we major in, you know. And that's where sometimes we get it wrong. But it's about uh, helping our children discover their purpose. You know, these platforms we've been speaking about purpose, vision, and all that. So I'm not going to even go there, but it's about helping them discover their purpose, their path in life. Discovering their gifts, their talents, helping them to know what these gifts and talents are and to use them in a positive way when they become adults. You know, I know that sometimes children, praise God, there's exception to the rule. Some may grow and do whatever they want to do. But I believe and I know that, you know, when we train them up the way they ought to go, even when they depart, God in his infinite wisdom will bring them back. You know, so that's one, that's one chapter, uh, one scripture. And then the second scripture I want to talk about is, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 7. It says, uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 7. It says, this commandments that I give you today are to be in your hearts, impress them on your children, talk mm-hmm. about them when you sit at home and when you walk ar- along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. So this is what God tells us. He says the commandments that he, God, gives us, we are are, are supposed to be in our hearts. When then we are supposed to impress them on our children. We're supposed to talk about them, you know, with our children when we sit down to eat, when we walk along the road, when we lie down, and then when we wake up, you know. And and it just takes me back to to when we were growing up, sirs, uh, 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 we went to church, you know. We had no choice but to go to church. Yeah. You will go to church. You live in my house. I feed you. You will go to church. And I know we, most of us absolutely hated it, but we would go to church. 
And you know, sometimes our parents will, will even if they don't go to church, they will send you to church and you will go to church because they believe that there's something that, you know, the church can teach you some, some uh, morals, some, you know, uh, character building that the church can build in you. So they will send us to church. Whether we like it or not, you will go to church. Today, we have uh, our children who are telling their parents what to do and what not to do. You know, and we have parents who, oh, my child is, oh, they're tired. They're, the whole week they went to school and they're tired. Yes, but they go to all these other activities, after school activities. Oh, they're tired. Oh, they need to sleep a little, you know, by the time church. You know what I'm saying? This is what we have today. So, you know, the, the, the children don't come to church. Sometimes the parents will even come to church because they too, they are tired. So this is what our, our, our society, this is what we are having to deal with today. You know, as a ministry, I get so agitated. I get so upset, you know, because even by our own examples, if we can use that as an example, uh, uh, my pastor will bear me witness that, you know, uh, as a ministry, we, we have the children's ministry. We have the youth ministry and we love them because we know that, you know, children are the future. When you get the children at an early age, you've got them for life. So we would, you know, all, uh, uh, even with the children, them coming into to church, we say, parents, make sure they come with their Bibles, make sure they come with their books, make sure they come with a pen or paper eraser, you know, just so that when they come, they come. What happens? The parents do not do these things for whatever reasons, you know. And so we have the children coming in, no Bibles, no no notebooks, no pens. So we as a ministry say, that is fine. We will supply these things. So mm -hmm. we go out of our way, we buy the children's Bibles, we buy them notebooks, not, uh, notepads, uh, pens, erasers, what have you. We even buy them a little pouch so that they can keep it all in together. So that on Sundays, they can just bring it. They don't bring it in. They forget to bring it in. You ask the parents, oh, they forgot to. Well, please remind them, you know. But they, they, they don't do these things. They, they don't do these things. You know, so you, 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 you're trying so hard to get these children, you know, to love God, you know, uh, to, to, to know God for themselves, to, to instill some uh, uh, godly principles in them. But you have the parents fighting you as if you, you, you are the enemy. You know, I remember even with the youth, we would go on, or we take them out on youth uh, uh, camps. You know, we would take our time off work or unpaid, unpaid. And then we would take them, a few of us will take them on, on camps and things like that. Oh, come and see. We're just arranging to take them. Oh, well, we can't go. It's too expensive. Don't worry. The church, we will subsidize. Don't worry. You know, the church will subsidize heavily. Sometimes even out of our own private pockets, we will subsidize so that the children can come. You know, the parents, oh, no. I mean, it's, it's just mind-boggling. There's always one reason. And yet when the kids go to these camps and they come back, the, the parents always testify that that first week, they, the, the children are different at home because at the youth camp, we instilled in them godly principles, godly character, you know, teamwork. We, we try to instill in them life principles. You know, mm. teamwork, everything. You know, you work together as a team. Everybody wakes up at this time. You clean up, you do this. We try to instill in them these this principles that will make them better citizens, better people in life. And yet you have the children, you have sometimes some of the parents fighting you because you're trying, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to bring their children 
alongside. So this, to me, this 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 says a lot. You know, the kids won't bring their homework. They don't bring it. You try and speak to the parents. The parents are not interested. Sometimes after service, you see their work that they did in Sunday school scattered all over the place. And I say, aren't you proud of your child's work? I would take my children's work and put it on, on, the, on, on the fridge and, and on the mirror so that I can see it and I tell them how well they did and everything else. So it, it, it's telling me that we are teaching our children something. We are teaching our children that God is not important. God is not a priority. God is, you know, you serve God when it's convenient for you and when it's not convenient for you. Basically, God is a spare tire that you can put on when your, your tire blows up or something. So this is what it is that we are teaching our children. And so we, we, we come into, we, we bring the same mentality into into church this is what it is you know and and so i'm saying that this problem that we have as for this generation chale is only god jehovah and mercy that will see us through so it's important that we as parents as leaders we start focusing on the young ones you yes. know start teaching the young ones starting with our children our families getting them you know to 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 understand this you know, training them up in the way they should go, not just morally or spiritually, but guiding them with their gifts and talents and equipping them to know how to deploy those gifts. So for me, where I said this thing has been a long-term thing that has been boggling my mind. I've been praying, asking God, where are we going? I don't see any way out. But as I was praying, this is what came to me. He said, listen, this is the problem. When you have parents who are not interested in their children's well-being and they are not paying them attention. I said to somebody, I said, how long do we have the children that you put the blame on the church? I said, not Mm. on my watch. We have these children, if anything, an hour on Sunday. If we have them at all, an hour on Sunday. uh, The the school has them how many hours? We're talking about in the week. Yes, sir, thank you. In the week. And then the rest of it, they are with you at home. That is why the Bible says you train them. It's not the church's business to be training your children for you. Yes, the church is there to aid and to assist. But because you are the one that spends more time with them, it's your responsibility. Remember, charity begins. It's your responsibility to teach these children, train these children in the way they should go, not just morally or spiritually, but in, in, in discovering their gifts, their talents, and, and deploying them and learning morals. You know, just knowing how to be a human being, just being a nice person, mm. a kind person. Mm. But when we mm. don't do that, then this is what we end up with. And they come, they, they, they bring this into church. So says, when you're trying to, you know, you have kingdom pastors like yourselves, like ourselves, we're trying to, to, to teach them. It, it's, it's, it's like, we are the enemies. You know, we are the, 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 the troublemakers. We are the ones that, you know, so, I mean, I can go on and on and on and on, but I think I have, I have, I've spewed out enough out there for everybody to, to, to kind of uh, 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 jump in and just, just mix it, mix it, mix it all up, you know. So I believe, I believe that, yes, there's a problem. It's a big problem, but uh, 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 it's not about apportioning blame. It's not just one. I think it's about finding the balance. I think that they, I know that churches, you know, we've missed it. Some churches, we've missed it, and some we've missed it big time. But I don't believe that it's it's all on the church, you know. When, as we're saying, kingdom ministers, kingdom 
think as kingdom teachers. You're trying to teach. You're trying to make people renew their mind. But because they did not get that foundation, says, I believe we got that foundation. When we were growing up, we got that foundation. And even though some of us went astray, because we had that foundation, the Lord brought us back. And so when we heard his word, the Holy Spirit just, there's something that the Holy Spirit just rekindled in us and he brought us back. We were decent human beings because our parents made sure you will get the good beating if you misbehave. You know, we, we got it all. That sleeper that, you know, I'm not saying go and abuse your kids. That's what I'm saying. They said, wait to train. We brought up our children. Someone said to me, oh, you, you can talk. I said, hey, I thank God I have two children or adult children that were born and bred in Great Britain. So that's why I have mouth to talk. Because I brought up, they say, oh, Africa is different. I said, God is not different. God is the same God in Africa. It's the same God everywhere. God's word is the same everywhere. So if you use the principles, and I said, you know, one thing I said, I'll throw this in and then I'll keep my mouth quiet for a bit. I said that children observe and children do what they see more than what they hear. So if you are telling your children one thing and you are doing something else, you, 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 you forget it, forget it. Forget it. It's not about do what I, I, I say, not what I do. That's why we read that scripture in Deuteronomy 67. It says that uh, these commandments that I give you today are to be in your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about it when you sit at home. But you have you have uh, parents who are sitting there uh, 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 discussing the bad, you know, uh, of, the, mm-hmm. of, the, of the past. It's not praying for them. We don't pray mm-hmm. enough for our pastors. That's why there's so many mistakes. We don't pray. We criticize. We, you know, uh, 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 talk. We, 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 we do everything. Right. Crucify them. But we don't pray enough for them. But he says that the commandments I give you as parents, as leaders, that, you know, that, that they should be in your heart. Impress them upon your children. Talk about it. So all we are supposed to talk about is the scriptures with our children when we are home. We're supposed to be encouraging. We're supposed to be teaching them godly principles, kingdom principles, so that they can come out and become pillars of society and become kingdom thinkers and kingdom uh, 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 people. You see, but when we don't do this, then this is the problem that we have today. You know, so I rest my case for now. Thank you, sir. <laughs> see why I don't want to come on here. You brought, me, you brought me here. You brought me here. So yeah, we brought, we brought you. I just, brought, I just keep sharing because there's so much wisdom. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Let me welcome this gentleman, uh, uh, I guess, Sir James, official. You're welcome on Instagram. Miss Tash, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us. God bless you. Uh, Richard Osei Owusu, God bless you. Angpa Tetehe Texan, God richly bless you. Agnes, you are welcome. God bless you. Uh, Noel says, we love to hear your wisdom. <laughs> Mama B, we love to hear. Amen. It's always good to have that maternal Amen. aspect in addition to everything. Because you are, you are, you are, we, we, we listen to the video, we watch the video, and everything has to do with how people behave in society, mm-hmm. and also how, the, how church people also behave. So, mm-hmm. Mama B is laying the foundation that it's not just a problem of church, it's not just a problem of pastors, but sometimes the foundation, mm-hmm. the house, the home, the home, mm-hmm. charity begins at home. So those behaviors of dishonesty, mm-hmm. of stealing chicken, mm-hmm. of, of, of <laughs> all the things that we watch on there, the foundation is the home. The foundation is the home. Christian ethics. Like she said, uh, children spend just about one hour 
in church. Um, so how can they blame, how can people blame church that our children didn't turn out this way? Charity begins at home, train up a child in the way he should go. So all these things that we are seeing, sometimes they are being taught some of these principles, like she gave an example of uh, sponsorship of children to go on a, a, a tour, what do you call it, the children's uh, camp, the camp, youth, camp. youth camp and all that. And, and, you know, there's always that drama. Meanwhile, they are your children. Mm-hmm. You know, so all this thing that we heard up, uh, from this uh, 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 Dr. Bishop S.N. Mensa, that's tragic. How can you have seventy uh, percent uh, of people in the nation being Christian, sixteen mm-hmm. percent being Hindu? Uh, uh, you know, why would Aliko Dangote uh, want to hire Indians on an African continent and in an African nation? Why would he hire Indians instead of his own people? So those behaviors, like we say, mm-hmm. charity begins mm-hmm. at home. So even mm-hmm. they have taught these principles, they need to practice them. So yeah. that's where the foundation that Mama B has laid for us. Nana Poku, you are welcome. So who wants to take it from Doc? I think you want to take it from, from there. Well, the, uh, what, what Mama B has said is, I said it all. But, <laughs> you know, the, um, in any society where consumers are raised, mm-hmm. We become self-centered. Yes. Yeah. And when we become self-centered, we end up being corrupt. Mm. Because it takes a selfless person to be a great leader and to, um, to be able to have values. Mm-hmm. You know, because, um, our system is more of a consumer system. Mm. And consumer system, we don't think about anybody else, we think about ourselves. Mm. That's why we are, because I've had a, a privilege to, um, train Bishop SM Mensens, uh, pastors all over. And uh, I've been with him. I've spoken for him. I know his heart. And, you know, it's, we have the same passion. The, the, the consumerism, the, the, the philosophy, the belief system of being a consumer mm-hmm. makes us, um, um, ego, yeah, dangerous. And mm-hmm. We become egocentric and it's difficult, uh, mm-hmm. because we, we see every opportunity as to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, we, we, we are in church, but mm. we are not in Christ, many of us. Yes, yes. Sir. And we are not transformed with the values of God. One of the mm. poverty we have as Africans or as, as blacks is that we are, we can be very spiritual, but we are poor in values because values are not taught much with to us. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. because a, a person who's still in church, uh, who's still from the workplace and will testify in church. Hmm. You know, it, it, most of our testimonies are not even genuine. Hmm. You know, it is. We don't see anything wrong with it. It's, no, you know, no, it's, we don't. We don't see anything wrong with it because if we trace it down to how we're raised, you know, how Mama B was saying, it's it all goes down, and it's a consumer system. A consumer consumer system is like that. We, you know, I can leave my phone in the gym and go back and pick it up, but you can't leave it. In, uh, in the midst of prayer warriors in our, our place, you, know, you, you will lose it. <laughs> you know, so that is why I've always emphasized that our churches we are doing we have built a great we have built great churches, yeah. but our churches because of lack of values, mm. you know, emphasis on values we have built, we don't it doesn't our church don't reflect Christ in the community mm. Mm. because the believer that says he goes to church. Yeah. Are more criminals than the unbelievers. Yeah, they are being taught. They are being taught all those things, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some have been taught. Yeah, it's a privilege. Yeah, some, been, yeah. 
Some are, many have been taught, but in, in Africa, you know, many have been taught. But when we, we some two are not are not there for 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 change. They are just there yeah. for their own agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, so the um um we we just have to um, revisit our, our values because we need what makes a, a true Christian is the values yes. of values. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and, and it's hard to say, but many Indians and Chinese people have values than some of us who yes. speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. True. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Pastor Johnson. Okay. Well, the big guns are talking. <laughs> uh, let, let me say that, um, I saw the video, um, and I've read the article, uh, and, let me say this. To me, this is symptomatic of all black folk all across mm. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Symptomatic. You're given opportunities and you're teething. Can't even say stealing. Teething. Because teething is harder than stealing. Mm. And it's like you were given an opportunity. Yeah. And you're ruining it. Mm-hmm. Yes. God yes, has sir. Mm-hmm. And you are deliberately ruining it. All right. You see, mm-hmm. like Mama B, the fire's there. <laughs> but one thing I noticed, and, and this is, yeah, with Pastor Johnson with his big talk, but one thing I noticed across the world, that the underlying truth in our present state is that as black people, we are becoming secularized. Now, let me explain that. In the West, they don't believe in God anymore. Just call it what it is. They don't really believe in God. And when you don't believe in God, all the boundaries and the barriers that you have that regulate your behavior, they go up and smoke. My God. So if now we come from the Caribbean, and I've seen this, we come from the Caribbean. Let me talk about Caribbean, but I know it's true from the motherland. They come from the Caribbean to England. They were deep Christians in the Caribbean. Come to England, you can't see them ever again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the secularized system says, you don't need God, you don't need all these things, you can live your life without God, without your fellow brothers. So when you get then opportunities, you will steal all the way down to the grave because the boundaries, the values we're talking about, that would Keep you in place. You lose. That's the first thing you drop off when you get to Gatwick. Yeah. You say, I mm, would have right. the fundamental problem. It's not mm. even, I, before and I used to say is this, is that, but now I says the greatest enemy to Pan-Africa is its corrupt, secularized consciousness. You watch how Christian people, when they come to England, when how they come to America, you just watch how backslidden they become. Mm-hmm. You give them those documents, and I know I write their character references. When they get that character reference, the door in church will will break by the time mm-hmm. they can get to it. And you say, you don't realize that they can still throw out the country. Oh, God will deal with you. Mm-hmm. So there is, a, I know it's big words, but the same secular mind mm-hmm. that the West operates on. So even 
Oh, wow. Wow. This is so heavy. This is so, so heavy. So we, I mean, Dr. Manu, my twin brother and myself were talking about men. And we say that now the way how the West has trained men, we are literally detached from everybody. I'm talking about males now. We are so detached from our families. We are so detached from God. We're so detached from ourselves. We mistreat everything. So the whole world will settle. So now mama's trying to do it all, but dad, he's either drinking, gambling, or mm. in someone else's bed. And so the whole thing comes down. Mm. And then, yes, we say there needs to be more jobs in um, Ghana. But I said, look, if the whole, the fundamental unit of every society is not the government, please. In every seed is a forest. And in every follower is a leader. Leaders are not born, but Leaders Are Raised is an insightful book by one of the leading authorities on leadership, Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. People are not disadvantaged, they are just ignorant. Shows you some of the steps and qualitative processes involved in how leaders evolve through nurture and development. Leaders are not born, millionaires are not born. Wealthy people are not born, they are made. You become what you want to be by the choices you make in life. You are not born rich. I mean, from your mother's womb, on your face, rich. System, rich. You may have been born to rich parents, but you were not born rich on your face. You became rich by things you did, or became poor by the things you did or did not do. You see, it's all about choices. Live here and start making some changes. What kind of future do you see? Paint your pictures from the scriptures. Pick your future. What kind of business do you want? Ordinary business, like everybody else, or the one that people travel far and near to look for. Leaders are not born, but leaders are raised in an insightful book by Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. Available in paperback and on Kindle. Please call 0208-689-6010 or visit www.houseofjudah.org.uk and order your copy today.